my dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome to Internet Analysis, a series where I discuss and research trends and things on the internet. Today is a continuation of my explore. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Into the fashion content on YouTube online and in real life. My last video, which by the way, thank you for watching and loving and commenting on it, was about the role of influencers in making their audiences aware of the bad parts about fast fashion, to say the least, and in the good of trying to promote more sustainable and ethical ways of shopping. Today, I wanted to focus on the rise of thrifting because I've definitely noticed a huge increase in the popularity of thrifting and the visibility of thrifting on YouTube especially. But then I started digging and the rabbit hole got deeper and I realized it's not just about thrift shops. It's about the entire secondhand and resale market. I've got all kinds of information. Strap in, it's fascinating. So this big umbrella that I am discussing includes everything from thrift stores and consignment shops to apps like Depop and Poshmark, where people can list and buy clothing, subscription and rental services, such as Rent the Runway, and then everything down to garage sales, yard sales, or even bartering, or just trading clothes with your friends. It's all secondhand, and we love giving new life to clothing and items. So in doing research for this video, I found some very interesting information about the resale market that I thought you guys would enjoy. Last year, one in three women shopped secondhand, according to stats from ThreadUp. 70% of new customers on ThreadUp were first-time resale shoppers. That's huge if you think about it. The fact that so many people are now entering this kind of shopping area is exciting. There's a term called resale disruptors, which includes websites and apps such as ThreadUp, The Real Real, Poshmark, etc., which focus on higher quality, gently used brand name products and sell their products mainly via peer-to-peer -peer marketplaces. So in terms of all secondhand kind of markets, these resale disruptors in particular are disrupting the market. They are making a really big splash. In terms of millennial shopping habits, millennials are the most wasteful and impulsive, but also are the most likely to switch to thrifting because of environmental reasons. I found that conflict very relatable because I do think our generation and Gen Z, whoever, I don't wanna draw lines. I was born in 95, it's a middle ground. We've really grown up in like the mall rat kind of generation. We have grown up on this huge push of consumerism and definitely like, you don't wanna be an outfit repeater Lizzie McGuire kind of pressures. But also I feel like we are very aware of the environmental destruction that's happening to our planet and we're worried about the future. 
So we're just on the cusp of these very contradictory kind of lifestyles. Some more stats for you. In the next five years, consumers will be buying much less from mall brands and department stores, instead switching to resale and other online options such as Amazon fashion, which by the way, I'm like, who, who told you to bring us clothes, Amazon? But I guess it makes sense. Amazon is problematic in its own ways, but that is not for this video. So let's get into who thrift shops or traditionally who we would assume thrift shops. In the past, it's been less a bit, but there's been this elitist kind of stigma that buying or wearing secondhand clothing, shopping at thrift stores is only for low income people. A lot of low income communities do rely on thrift stores and secondhand clothing furniture because that's what's affordable. But it's definitely not the case that if you thrift shop, it means you're low income or that low income people are the only people who thrift shop. I will talk more about that whole struggle, the possible gentrification of thrift shopping later on in this video, so stay tuned. But anyway, with the rise of thrifting and kind of the normalization of it, the stigma has been lessened. And again, it's not just thrifting. This entire resale market is becoming much more acceptable socially. One in three women bought secondhand last year. I guess there is a little difference because some people don't like walking into a thrift store. You get, you get that smell. Some people don't like that. They don't like digging through a bunch of clothes to be able to find like one gem. And that's why those resale disruptor companies are so important because as I said, they focus on like a curated kind of closet. People only list things that they think other people will buy. So it's as if, you know, instead of going into a thrift store and having to look through everything for hours, you can just scroll and scroll and you don't have to go through all the stuff that you're not interested in. And obviously even more convenient, if you're looking for something specific, you just search for it. Now let's get into the good and bad of the resale market. Obviously the good things about secondhand clothing is it's much more environmentally friendly. It is so much less wasteful to reuse clothing and give them more life. Got another fun fact to <laughs> if every garment of clothing was given a second life, we would reduce waste and emissions by 73%. Apparently the fashion industry is the second most wasteful and harmful industry right behind petroleum, if I am correct. So that's huge. Obviously another pro of resale and secondhand clothing is usually you can find really good deals. Another pro is that a lot of people feel like shopping secondhand is kind of like a treasure hunt. It's a lot more fun and satisfying than walking into a Forever 21 and kind of being vaguely interested in a bunch of pieces, but you know that there's no rush, there's no excitement. When you go into a thrift store or whatever, you're shopping online, you find like one particular item and you're so excited to see if it's in your size. The idea of finding a gem in the rough is really attractive to people and it makes shopping a more fulfilling experience in that you have to like work for it to be able to find good things. Okay, let's talk about the possible cons of secondhand shopping. A couple people pointed out on my last video that size availability is a big problem when they're trying to thrift shop or buy secondhand. So whether you have larger sizes or small size needs, it can be difficult, I mean, in any shopping situation to find sizes that fit you. And I can understand how in a thrift store, it may be frustrating to literally sort through so many things and it's so much more difficult to find your size regardless of what your size is. But I do think that online resale disruptors, 
now that I'm comfortable with that term, I'll use it all the time. I think that that makes it slightly easier for people of different sizes or sizes that are traditionally a bit more difficult to find. That should make it a bit easier. At least you can literally sort by your size and hopefully be able to find things more easily. Another possible con is when you're donating clothing, either to thrift stores or whatever, we don't really know for sure where the clothing is going, if it's ending up to actually be resold or be recycled or anything or if it just ends up in a landfill. And that is a very huge problem that we have. The amount of clothing worldwide, and mostly from, honestly, places like the United States, is too much to process. So that is one point that makes people a little bit wary of donating to thrift stores. And I don't know if there's really an easy solution to fixing that problem of waste, other than honestly just consuming less so that you have less waste to get rid of. Next con is the evils of Goodwill. I will be honest, I was a huge fan of Goodwill. Goodwill was my one true love in high school. And over the past few years, people have been like, yo, Goodwill is bad. And I was like, what? Unfortunately, Goodwill, despite being a nonprofit and being known as a company that hires disabled workers or previously incarcerated workers, they have this really great public persona, goodwill. They must do good things. But actually there have been so many lawsuits against the company because of workers being injured or even killed in unsafe conditions or workers being paid literally cents an hour. And especially when you're talking about taking advantage of vulnerable people, like disabled workers who often do struggle to find jobs, it's like, it's obviously monstrous. Goodwill has also been known to fight against raising the minimum wage because they pretend like they'd have to let go of a bunch of workers when in reality, they're just hoarding the profits and don't wanna pass that on to their workers. That's a real bummer because obviously Goodwill is like a giant in terms of the thrift store industry. Most people have a Goodwill somewhere near where they live, but they're using their power for evil. Next possible con are raised prices. So a lot of people say that they get upset at, for example, a Depop girl going thrifting and buying pieces, taking all the cute stuff out of her local store and then selling it on her Depop shop for very inflated and unfair prices. Now I can totally understand why it's annoying to see like a basic t-shirt that was probably bought for $1 being sold for 15 or $20, just an example. But let me give a little bit of a justification in why sellers on apps like Depop have to raise their prices a little bit. First of all, they are spending the time actually sorting through clothes, so you do have to consider the time that they had to go find the items. They have to take some pictures, make their listing. It's not that much work, but it kind of is. Plus sellers have to pay seller fees, buy packaging and pay for shipping. So an example I'd use is you find some really cute shoes at the thrift store. They're $15. You think somebody would pay $30 for them with apps and PayPal and taxes combined. That's like a 10 to 20% cut. For shoes, you're looking at shipping costs around $10. So with all that factored in, if you sold them for $30 total, including shipping, you'd actually pretty much just be breaking even and you wouldn't have really made any money for all of your effort. Basically, when you're shopping on a Depop shop, you are searching through a curated wardrobe, basically. So you're paying that extra premium cost to be able to shop at home on your phone rather than going to a thrift store and trying to find items on your own. And also, you know, there are unique items that maybe a Depop girl in California has that you're never gonna find in your local thrift store. That's my small justification for slightly raised prices. But then again, if somebody has prices that are absolutely outrageous, nobody's gonna buy the item unless they're an idiot. And the seller is probably gonna be forced to cut costs. 
Personally for me, I like to use Depop when I'm cleaning out my closet or I have things to get rid of. I don't usually try to get a major profit. Obviously I wanna make a little money after I pay for shipping. Maybe that money goes toward buying new things. Maybe I just pocket a couple bucks. But mostly I love using Depop because unlike donating a bag of clothes somewhere, I know that each piece is actually going to a loving home and that it's gonna get the love that it deserves. So that makes me feel a lot better. I like ensuring that the clothes is going from my closet straight to somebody else's and hopefully they will love it. And when they're done with it, maybe they'll sell it again. Oh, the places you'll go. This next part is the kicker. Other than prices raising on resale apps like Depop, a lot of people have a valid concern, which is obviously, is the popularity of thrifting raising prices in thrift stores and secondhand stores? And how is that impacting the low income communities that do often rely on these stores to be able to get clothing for themselves, their families, and other items. On one hand, it's awesome that anybody can walk into a thrift store, look through, find some awesome things. But when you think about that, a lot of thrift stores are being cleared out by these, you know, Depop girls, or just trendy teens or whoever. Sometimes it doesn't leave a lot of options left for, again, the people who have less options in terms of what they can afford. Some people wonder if it is gentrification to be shopping at thrift stores when you can afford to buy clothing at higher prices. And honestly, I don't have a good answer for that. I would say yes, I feel like everything's gentrification these days. But then again, you can't stop people from shopping at stores, you know? Regardless of how much money you have, a lot of people love to get good deals on their clothes. But I would say generally in terms of if prices are being raised unfairly, because that's the problem. Some thrift stores see that these trendy teens or whoever are coming in and they're willing to pay big bucks for some cute mom jeans and they'll raise prices. But I would say, first of all, it depends on where you live. Definitely if you live in like LA, that's probably a very popular thrift location and I would surely think that prices would be higher. But I think it also depends on the kind of a shop. Again, if it's a Goodwill, maybe they're raising prices. If it's a local like actual charity shop, here in the UK, they have charity shops all over the place and the money actually goes to a charity. And from what I've seen, the prices don't seem to be too unreasonable. But I don't know, these days it's like, is it just inflation? Are the days of the $1 thrift store fines gone? I don't know. Again, it's a very tough subject and I don't think there's like one happy, neat answer to that question, but maybe all is fair in love and thrifting. I don't know, I really wanna start like a community collective to make it more accessible for people to find affordable clothing. And again, not just particular communities, but I just think everybody should have the chance to find clothing that they can afford that makes them feel good, that fits the weather conditions. But that's a very idealistic thought. So I think we're reaching the end of the video. I've had a lot of interesting new little bits of information running around in my head, but I still think that the rise of thrifting and secondhand clothing is very much due to the internet and influencers and YouTube and kind of thrifted style being an aspirational kind of look these days. Obviously you can buy any kind of clothing from a thrift store, but I feel like there is a distinct kind of style where you look at a girl and you're like, that's a thrifted outfit. She looks dope, which is what I hope people think when they see me, but it's more like I'm wearing ill-fitting pants and some weird old lady shoes. No offense to the old ladies, I like your shoes. What am I saying? But especially reading through ThreadUp's statistics, I know that ThreadUp has been very involved in the influencer community on YouTube, and I think that that has been a very key component of their growth. And also Poshmark, Depop. I've heard of a lot of those brands 
sponsoring a lot of videos and that's so smart. I don't think that in 2018 or any time in the future that the real power of influencer marketing can be understated. By the way, I have like way too much dry shampoo going on today and for that I apologize. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's video. I hope you learned something new. And most of all, I hope that this trend continues. I do believe in the market continuing to shift the way that it is toward more and more. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. More and more resale and secondhand things and overall people just being a little less impulsive in their shopping, especially when it comes to buying new or buying cheap items or clothing. Make sure you subscribe for more content. I am always watching videos, so I am always thinking of new internet topics to analyze. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at tferg, double underscore. And I have a podcast, which is called Previously Gifted. It's available to watch on YouTube, or you can listen on basically any podcast app or Spotify. And I'm really tired and the sun is going down now. See you later. Okay, thanks, bye. Thank you.